heard me speak of Margot many times before, but now you get to hear Margot for yourself. Yes, Margot Marshall, star of Red Chip Mails, the fabulous live stream happening tomorrow, May 15th. But before we get into all that, I want to tell you about Patreon.com slash Craig and Friends. Yes, Patreon.com slash Craig and Friends, the one that you've been talking to your friends about, about joining, but you've been putting it off because you just don't know if you can handle all that magic. But I'm here to tell you, have faith in yourself and treat yourself. New episode with Rod Thomas, a.k.a. Bright Light, Bright Light, is coming out just for the Patreon folks in a couple days. And of course, if you're listening to this and you haven't subscribed yet, what are you doing? Why deprive yourself? Hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify. The other thing I'm going to tell you about before we get into the show is Chrissy and Craig, the hot new show with me and Chrissy Chupeca, available now. Subscribe to that one too, because why not get a double shot of love every week? Episode 3, Talking Shit, is just posted. You'll enjoy it. I enjoyed posting it. I enjoyed telling you about it, and I'm enjoying now ceasing telling you about it so we can get into the show. So now that we've done all of that, it's time for my chat with the darling, the delightful, Margot Marshall. Hello. Oh, good. I can hear you. Amazing. Yay. Amazing. Uh, it works. It works. Technology is so, so much fun. And today, too, where I, you know, overslept and everything. So my apologies. Oh, don't worry. We're all on, we're all still on weird life brains, right? Yeah, well, it, it's weird. I'm noticing that there's this sense, uh, well, at least in, internally, where it's like, oh, okay, right, well, I'm supposed to be like back to normal. Everything's supposed to be back to normal, right? Because things are slowly getting yeah. back. Or you see like there's gigs booked or there's this or there's that or someone's traveling. So uh, you think, oh, okay, right, I, I'm just supposed to shed all the yeah, l- lunacy. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> not happening my end at least <laughs> well, why don't we roll right into this now what is happening on your end uh very soon a very exciting live stream extravaganza have we literally already started let me just put the rest of my outfit on we could start again too it's no problem oh no we never restart because then never never know. restart that was a test you've already made your entrance <laughs> What? what are you gonna do just gather up your your coat and just hobble back to the front just no. like yeah isn't that yeah. the most depressing part of drag oh. <laughs> a failed exit or entrance oh it just went no when you're expected to pick up your bits on the way oh, out yeah yes like, yeah yeah uh, i had a reputation when i first started because i just wouldn't <laughs> but I'd just be like, I'm not how dare you come on you can't you can't if you can't afford a stage manager I don't know. Don't book me. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's your problem. It's a YP, not an right? SP. Yeah, exactly. I remember uh, this is back when I drank. I DJed at uh, the was it Avalon? I think it was called Avalon. No, no, Axis in Boston. In Boston, there was a street. There is the street still there called Lansdowne Street, but there used to be that was the club street. There was a lot of clubs there. There's still a hmm. uh, House of Blues, but that's not really the same thing. Anyway, Avalon and Axis, I had a night called Trash that I did at this really grubby bar. Or no, I took it there later. Okay, so let me start again. I had this night called... (laughs) Right, wind back. A night called Trash. It was like glam and basically kind of like Videodrome, but not as developed as Videodrome. Yeah. So 
Anyway, so I did this night trash at Axis, and I used records back then because, of course, it was 100 years ago. So I had, I mean, I had CDs, I had records, but I had like these big totes of them. And I was drinking White Russians all night long, and I just left all wow. my stuff in the DJ booth. <laughs> Like all right. my records, all my stuff. Of course, they were like, "Hey, you got to come down and get this stuff." I was like, "Yeah, sorry." So of course, it took it took a taxi because you know it's just every bad thing that you you do when you're like 21, and that's oh. What, yeah. Oh, no, just leave all my records down there, just casually. Yeah, you know, just as a you know when you're DJing, just yeah. leave all your records somewhere. Like, yeah, I guess that really shows the new romantic influence. Do you know what I mean? Just like oh, yeah. yeah, you're just living it. Like it's it. They're not records. They're a lifestyle. You know, like it, it's, yeah. This is a lifestyle. Like we're expected to like we wouldn't be no one would listen to our podcast if we didn't have these ridiculous stories about our stupid lives. This is this is very true, you know. So we were putting in the work uh way back when. Right? That's what I call it. Every time something bad goes wrong in my life, I'm like, well, you know, that'll be a great chapter in the bio. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I'm Absolutely. Like, well. Can't wait to talk about that in the documentary. I'm gonna have to be really <laughs> candid. Exactly. Really <laughs> candid documentary. Have you ever made a video for yourself that's just like, hey, I, sometimes I go, uh, hey, if you're seeing this and you're not me, then you're one of the archivists. And so, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Li- I love that. I live for that kind of energy. It's like the childhood energy when you were like, if someone's fucking reading my diary, stop fucking reading, right? Thinking that, like, Girl, nothing is happening in your life that anybody wants to speak about. Like, yeah, like a boy looked at you. Like, a lot of people look all the time. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, we hide yeah. our diaries. Like, there's something to hide. Like, yeah, I was I, like, oh, mom, I'm a fag. Like, what? Like, that was crazy. Like, everybody knew. Like, what secret is being hidden? Like, they can't read this. If they read this, they're gonna know. Otherwise, they're gonna have not have yeah. a shred of an not idea. My obsession with Barbara Streisand. No, <laughs> not the fact that I knew every, all the dance moves to Hello Dolly by age six. Like, no, 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 no. no. That they, yeah. they're gonna be shocked if they open this book by mistake, thinking it's the I don't know collection of maps or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'll find out all my crazy secrets. You know, we were looking for our collection of the menus for local takeaway restaurants, and well, darling, we've discovered something. Yeah, no, my mum, my mom, oh, she'll kill me if she ever hears this, but she, I don't think she listens to podcasts. Um, she, she <laughs> said it, she thought it was my English book. Even at oh. the time, I was like, girl, when you ever read my English book? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, that's, that, that doesn't, that doesn't like, wash. Because nice usually, I, I, usually I like to read your lessons and see what's happening, you know, at school with you because, you know, I'm an expert at that. And I'm also so interested in the scholastic uh, events. Of, of mice and men. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why are you reading my book report on a mice and men, mom? Like, you already read my sister's two years before, like, and you didn't read that one. So, like, come on, we know yeah. the gig's up. <laughs> yeah, mom, are you really interested to see what my take on Lenny is in that? Uh, which character I identified with? And did, did I think that they came to an unfair end? Or what is it? Are we having a debate later, me and my sister? Yeah, like, n- no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that did actually happen to me as well. Cheers. 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 Cheers to that. Yeah. Now, what are you enjoying as a beverage? Is that a gin and tonic, a vodka and tonic, a lemon water? You know, we well, gin and tonic. You hit, you hit the mark straight away, babe. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's right. Uh, you know, I did remember. 
that uh well done (laughs) i probably screeched it enough times in one evening for it to be imprinted on anyone's mind (laughs) yeah that's right well which is helpful because i like to i like to know i like to know what someone's uh drink of choice is for sure over the gentleman Oh, I thank you. I thank you. Well, and let me uh, say uh, one, uh, how thankful I am to you for how helpful and caring you were when I was in a very, very uh, rough spot. <laughs> uh, queer life. We look after each other. You yes, were it, like, yeah. I've been on tour and I've been ill. <laughs> like, you know, I've been up to mostly self-inflicted. I won't lie. But you hope that a sister's going to, you know, get you home or that a or brother's gonna call the cab so sure you know sure like it's fine yeah it's what we do a bit of english hospitality for you babe exactly and i'm looking forward to uh coming back uh sometime Come, yes whenever we back. can yeah we're exactly. doing quite well here so like things are gonna get open soon like come back <laughs> i definitely will and i get vaccinated tomorrow my first vax what about you what's the deal over there in england right now with the vaccinations well, <laughs> wild, it's going well. Oh, oh like, I know, something in England is going well, <laughs> mainly because the government got completely bypassed and we just, I think England just decided like, okay, you know what, let's just, with the vaccine, like scientists, straight to the NHS. Like, let's just, let's just. Listen, um, if anyone asks you, you're just, you're delivering coats. I just, if Boris asks yeah. to say it's paper, like yeah right. that he's got to read like he won't go near it it's fine yeah yeah right it's your english lessons and he won't <laughs> i'm probably more likely to read that than any part of our english you know traditional legislation um yeah it's going well it hasn't reached me yet but i'm but a waif of a nymph of an, an enigma of youth so <laughs> exactly exactly I so like you're tell myself at least <laughs> well it's true and you're protected anyway by virtue of that fact exactly by virtue and by having pickled myself from a young age so so it's nature and yeah. nurture yeah my you know i was brought up by john sizzle and johnny Wu. you know like <laughs> <laughs> nothing surviving in me yeah. no you you learned all the lessons you need to take forward East the- London, East London party lessons. Not a lot sticks. Like, <laughs> yeah, not a lot sticks. But what does really sticks in you? Yeah, is that? <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> East London party lessons. It gets in you. Uh, <laughs> tell me about Johnny. Wu. Who are the two people again? Wait, uh, uh, Johnny Wu and John Sizzle, the ones okay. that plucked me from obscurity and put me in this absurdity i guess <laughs> you can put it. Um, from obscurity to absurdity you know again we have more yeah the, my, my new that. my first biography um <laughs> we don't really do drag families in the same way in the uk um that's quite a new thing like a lot sure. of young queens like i've got a drag daughter i'm like honey <laughs> <laughs> Honey, get a gig first, then get a drag daughter. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess like yeah, I did lip sync one thousand um, as the one of the first competitions, um, the first competition that I was very successful in. I guess very shortly after I left dance, and that's the competition that the Glory runs. And Johnny Wu, yeah. who was brought up by a Lavinia Co-op in New York, and came over and brought over all that hedonistic punky joy yeah. um 
sort of yeah Svenio and John Sizzle's been working in East London for a long time and doing Superstore and like um the night gay bingo would, it, would, and, would this be Dalston Superstore this would be Dalston Superstore ah, sorry yes. it's just Superstore no 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 I, I just want to I'm only clarifying for those not yet familiar with the uh phrases and the ter- references yeah that's all sorry everyone I'm sat in the middle of London so I'm talking in London abbreviations um Dalston Superstore. Yeah. Should you well, want to come? I, that's why I'm helping yeah. with the transatlantic thing. You know, that's thank you. Like thank a referee. Uh, no, hold on, wait a second. Or tra- traffic manager, because I'm going to say I don't really know what a referee does that much. So I'm just going to say traffic I manager. This like a lot of like shit voguing. Very stark outfits as well. Yeah, way too stark. I mean, we need some deep tone. <laughs> this is going to be in black and white, guys. Uh, <laughs> I did lip sync 1000 their competition. I did take it all from nine. Mar- Marion Cotillard and thought I was absolutely it and okay. you know, just wearing like a Primark underwear set and just sort of like <laughs> begging for a gig um, but they yeah they thought I was good and they booked me for some other stuff and then I now run my own nights and Johnny's in my shows and let's talk about your new show coming up Red Chip Nails yeah. Red Chip Nails here we go I'm wearing gloves today so I haven't got them out sorry guys well you're keeping um, it hidden until <laughs> showtime exactly may 15th <laughs> live stream time it's finally coming out yeah um i'm known in london for being a uh dance queen um and uh i've kind of realized at one point that i was just sort of a bit bored of letting our beautiful wonderful you know gay icons talk for us but like i love madonna but she's not quite talking about what i'm talking about um <laughs> in some of my you know in some of my gender expressions well sure so yeah I, yeah yeah you know it's not um, as comprehensive maybe as it could be yeah she's talking from her point of view and i think as a performer i was like i want to start talking from my bloody point of view like i've got something to say yeah like i got a bit big for my boots and was like fuck it i'm gonna say something <laughs> so um <laughs> I literally just put out a shout out on Facebook uh, and a wonderful friend of mine, Robin Herfellow, messaged me back. Uh, I was like, look, if you want to help with writing music, I have a degree from the <laughs> Welsh College of, um, Welsh Royal College of, R- Royal Welsh College of the, Music. The, the Royal College of the Welsh, I think. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Let me try that. Let me put the one again. Um, the, the Welsh College of, music royal mu- of royal music of yeah. royal mu- music, music royale yeah. that was the welsh college of music <laughs> the royale, music royale tour. <laughs> um yeah so basically they're really good <laughs> um yeah. and uh yeah i walked in with this song getting down and feeling blue um that i wrote um you know whilst being a fabulous queer on the east london scene i was just like oh you know let's talk about other sides of drag and not just you know like I love the work and the boom and the cat and the walk and the strut and the get and the, uh. <laughs> but um, I think we're quite complex characters. So sure. Yeah. So I took this song to them about a year ago now, I think maybe even a year and a half. And we started writing together and we got about seven songs together. So I was like, fuck it. We're going to do a live cabaret bloody show, darling. <laughs> you know, you rip the bandaid off. Um, and, and just jump into it, like from just like oh, I'm thinking about a song, and then boom, into a full show. I mean, I'm I just don't do things by halves. I think <laughs> once I th- once I thought I had something to say, I found I had a lot to say. What can, you know? What can I say? Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I 
then started, uh, yeah, organizing this night. We put the show together, had incredible people doing guest spots with some of their own numbers. Prince Chio, who's this incredible um, trans performer, who's just like one of my favorite people on the planet. I could watch them all day long. Um, and uh, lots of other guests, Kazelian, who I brought in, and Sue Gives a Fuck, and lots of East London characters. Sure. Um, and then was like, oh, and also you're going to help me sing some of my own songs. Thanks. Um, but then that show got cancelled because of COVID before Christmas. And then I was just left with all these songs and I thought, fuck it. I'm going to pretend I'm Dua Lipa and Kylie and I'm going to do my own bloody live stream um, and make the fantasy happen for myself. So with the help yeah. of Creeley Nails, who sponsored it, and Jay Delicious Lashes, like some people were like, yeah, like we just trust you to do a thing. And um, so they gave us some money to put this live stream together. So my music with my band in this sort of, I see it as like, a, I don't know, like, if the runaways had ran to a little grotty basement in East London and done a gig to no one. <laughs> uh, lol. <laughs> you know, uh, that kind of vibe. And then Crystal, uh, I asked her, I was like, I know you're not a singer, but Crystal from Drag Race Season 1, who's yeah. um, a, a really amazing friend of mine. Uh, listeners might know her as a, a former guest on the show. That, like, if they're not aware already of the Drag Race, then they know from the show. <laughs> exactly you know she did, uh, she's been she's paved the way for us east london punky girls so <laughs> i was like i'd love you to be a part of it you know she's been a big part of my sort of journey as performer um so she jumped on board um and then my best friend bimini uh who's i guess some people maybe so i think if i think one or two people point. listening might be familiar <laughs> yeah if not <laughs> uh google right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all you have to do is put in B now, I think, and she's the first thing that comes up. Um, yes, um, and she's releasing queer music. So I said, like, do you want to hop on my uh, show and let's do an MTV, like, talk about being young queer musicians and making drag into queer music and not club drag songs? Sure. Um, which ha- completely has its place, and I don't want to take anything away from that. Absolutely, you know, like Cover Girl comes on, and I lose my shit. Like, you know, like come on, like I'm yeah, a fag. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, you know, Shantae, Shantae, ah! you know, like it gets me every time. But um, I think you know, we we listen to very different types of music to that. Like that is quite an American sort of clubby sound. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I always sort of loved Blondie and like. Yeah, which is American as well, but they were just so big in the UK. Like, we feel like we've taken them over. Sure. And, you know, we've just had a lot of punk with Vimeo Western and stuff. So, all get lots of different feeds in of different types of drag, I guess. But um, me and Bimini have always sort of loved that kind of style of drag. I mean, people probably know how much Bimini loves that because of a tiny <laughs> little television show. Um, a little program that's making its way around the country and uh, right? getting it. Yeah. <laughs> around a couple of countries, I think now. Yeah. Maybe one or two. Oh, is um, it? Oh, good. I'm glad it's being, uh, they're licensing it now. That's good because yeah. yeah, that company's not that business savvy. So. No, exactly. It was about time. Yeah. <laughs> you hope someone would notice the, 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 the programming that they put out. Right. Finally. But yeah, and she played me her music and I was just like, this is just incredible, you know, music for drag to be making. It's harking yeah. back to a really different time of drag. So we're we're gonna discuss that and Baby Lame, who's incredible um horror drag clown, 
um, in East London who runs Mariah and Friends with Crystal because of my drag race. Now. Um, so, <laughs> yes, I've just managed to, I just sort of reached out to all my favorite people and I was very yeah. lucky that they all said yes. So, it's sort of amalgamated in this like queer live stream of live lounge with me and my band and then all these collaborations with these other like insane drag artists and yeah cassandra who's another east london queen and johnny woods doing a duet with me oh johnny look at that. jumping in with my bit like told me that five years ago i lost my shit <laughs> so yeah you know it's great yeah that's sort of the live stream in a nutshell i guess like and when is that happening so it's happening on may 15th at seven and tickets available at out savvy it's just a tenner for an hour and I think 15, it might even end up being an hour and a half. I'm really getting carried away. People are really getting, people will always get their money's worth with me because I don't know when to stop. I don't know when to stop working. Um, I don't know when to stop adding things. Uh, an amazing friend of mine, um, Asian Hawk, who's this incredible DJ um, who's done like Boomtown and a lot of really incredible tech stuff, sent me a track and was like, oh, can you, would you fancy writing some lyrics on this? So I did. And I love the song so much. I was like, we have to hurry this. It's got to be in the live stream. <laughs> so there's another single and collaboration coming that's a very different sound to all the punky, disco-y, blondie stuff, sort of yeah. blondie-inspired Andy Warhol era stuff. There's this like really nuts 80s, like crazy video game song that I've written. Oh, amazing. Well. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's queer music by queer people for queer people. Sounds like a decent equation. It's been a while since we've had that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So the 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 variance from just the one type of beat, the one type of vibe. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. Grace Shush is doing an incredible zombie cover. Um no, Cranberries cover zombie. So I got it the wrong way around there. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I was going to ask. I was like, is it time of the season or is it uh, the Cranberries? Yeah. Yes, no, the Cranberries zombie um, uh, in a beautiful musical theater style because she's this incredible musical theater performer and actress. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of flavors, but all sort of stemming from this place. And I feel very lucky to have had my team and. Um, Uma Knight, who I'm working with, who has both performed in it, who's Norwegian, um, incredible Norwegian singer, um, who I've known from when I trained as a dancer. So um, she, I went, I went, I was dance college then, and she was a singer. So it's amazing to have her join me now in this sort of new realm. And she's writing amazing music about being. Uh, her last song was called "Thin Religion," which is all about how diets are, are, are the religion sort of a, a religion put upon women it's yeah. incredible incredible you know queer music and a different mindset and body positivity and yeah it's lovely to work with women talking about women's women's things you know, and stuff. women's issues and you know having that like allowing you know making a space in the middle of a drag show for that like yeah as we fucking should so yeah, I'm really proud of all of the work that everyone's done on it. So if you're free on May 15th, please watch it, darlings. It's going to be great. And how could you not be? I think, you know, anyone uh, with the, a taste for the arts is going to carve out some time. In their schedule I mean, that. yeah, it's got, it's a cheap ticket for an hour and a half, like an hour and probably what it's going to be about an hour, 15 hour and a half show. So, Well, it sounds like it's about two hours, 45 minutes. Ah! 
So that's <laughs> no, it is. We timed it for the first time, and it was an hour and fifteen. So yeah. in case anything gets added, but it's an hour and fifteen at the moment. That's what I'll try and stick to. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good value for money. Well, I, I'm known to go long on shows too, so I, I understand. More is more, like or yes, more is more. Actually, pick your own interval. You know, yeah, you come back to it. That's the joy of a live stream, sweetie. Yeah, like. <laughs> You know, make an evening of it. Like it's the last weekend in lockdown in the UK. So yeah, do it um, upright. Yeah, we're not going to be behaving like this forever. So you know, embrace this. Yeah, support a whole East London community of queer art just before we're about to burst out and entertain the crap out of you. (laughs) (laughs) And East London definitely is its own specific flavor of drag, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, (laughs) oh yeah. I think it shocks. I think it still gets people. Like I think people think they sort of understand it, and you don't actually really know until you're like in the throng of it. Crystal and Bimini are both incredible exports from you know, and doing a wonderful, incredible. um, view of East London. Yeah. But there's so many other types of queen. And it's East London is a place where we also fight with each other about trying not to be a type with one another. Because we're always constantly, you know, we're so queer, we're trying to subvert absolutely goddamn everything. Uh-huh. So, yeah. you know, we're all trying, it, it ends up being a very big mismatch of flavors in East London. I'm so glad I came up in East London because now I don't think I could meet a drag queen that could shock me, that could offend me, that could catch me off guard. Like, yeah, gross you out. I gross me out, like, bring it the fuck on. Like, I've seen a drag queen lay an egg on stage, (laughs) like, out of their rectum. Yeah. Yeah. And any East London drag queen that is listening right now knows exactly who I'm talking about. A bit of a local legend, it sounds like. A local legend, yes. I don't think she might be saying Jackie Potato used to do it at parties and it's incredible. <laughs> Shout out Jackie Potato, the most incredible. Um, Julian Smith makes the most incredible, incredible outfits. Um, now, what was the song that this would happen during? Or would it happen during a variety of songs? Um, it was sort of her, it, only the real, only the Queens really know it because it always happened at after parties and things. Oh, very exclusive, special. Very exclusive. See, that's, that's also a lot of East London is you come to our show <laughs> and actually the st- we talk about a lot of stories and then we're like, you need to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> so we're glad you and could come by. the after party is where yeah. we continue to perform and okay. mm-hmm. get a bit nuts. Pardon me. I'm just going to turn my light up a little. I think it's a little bit dim. I'll be right back. Oh, get that lighting. Oh, there she is. Yeah, I was struggling with the lighting before. I was like, it's too bright. No, it's not Positively bright enough. Positively glowing now, uh, darling. Oh, 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 thank you, darling. <laughs> I've literally got the brightest light on. I'm British. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, so you just when you help. load up the fluorescent bulbs and you're like, okay, this is good. It's not bright enough, but we need more. I lots of front head on lighting. Like, let's, you know, add something to <laughs> let's just get some vitamin D, quite honestly, at this point with England. So nice and rainy today, right? Yes. How do you know that? Oh, well, listen, I get information from all are you sources. Be, are you <laughs> yeah, Surprise! don't look, at, don't look <laughs> in the next room. Yeah, right. <laughs> like we're pretending to social distance we actually are guys everybody <laughs> oh, yeah no 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 there's at least one wall between us right now that's right yeah that's what, exactly yeah, yeah there's a yeah. tarpaulin yeah exactly we took the pillows out of that room put them in here <laughs> so it just looked like a completely different 
location. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you were in a um, new location since the I was visiting, right? You're in a new place. You moved. yes, I'm a I'm still a northeast London gal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm now in Haringey. Uh-huh. Um, Good name. I actually play a game on my. I I do this ridiculous corporate gig. Um, Those are good, right? <laughs> <I've heard. laughs> um, I I sold it to corporates over Pride last year, where I do um, I do a show called Margot's Hoedown, mm-hmm. and I do it like a Woody's Roundup kind of style show, but just as a live stream. <laughs> uh, what's, what's Woody's Roundup? From Toy Story, like I can't sing too much of it. The copyright. Oh, I got you. Sure. One of the many films I've not seen. There's a lot I've seen and a lot I haven't seen. You haven't seen Toy Story? No, no, I've not seen Toy Story. I have nothing against it. I just, I know. Well, hey, so good. I'm not. Maybe this is the way I'm going to get into it. Toy Story is one of the kids' films that you're like, okay, fuck that. Even the third one, I was like too old for this bullshit, and then I watched it, and I was like. God, like it does. That's the one about death, right? Oh my God! When the toys <laughs> nearly died in Toy Story Three, Oh, like they've been with me for a long time. Me and Jesse, we go way back. Like I've been a, I've been a cow, I've been like a round them up cowgirl shrieking bitch for a long time. Like that girl inspired it for inspired it for me long before Madonna got there. Like granted that massively reignited uh, already you know overstimulated flame but um <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah so the music album was a pivotal one for you are we how far are we in and we've already started getting onto madonna we're like you know what cut the crap let's yeah. talk about <laughs> let's just get we're gonna look yeah. it's the elephant in the room uh, we've mentioned her already we're gonna have to get into we Madonna. have to get into Madonna. Yeah, we do. Look, you know, we, I think we mentioned Kylie before. Did we mention Kylie? We mentioned Kylie. So now, yeah, she yes. said Kylie and Dua Lipa. So now it's yes, because right. Madonna hasn't done a live stream because she doesn't need to. Um, <laughs> oh, what, what? Um, <laughs> just me supporting mom. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, she maybe should have done Mad Max, but Christ knows what's happening. She's found part, thank God. Yeah, she's a little bit more relaxed lately. Seems to be very chill. Yeah. And maybe the pot has relaxed the face and the implant, or maybe she's found a new number. But thank whatever has happened. Thank God. Thank God she found Gucci, honestly, <laughs> at this point. Thank God she found Gucci. Are you enjoying her Instagram more? I've heard some. Uh... Yes. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I just think it's, it's quite camp that, I mean, for me, I found it very camp. Um, I was editing with uma uh, doing my live stream um yeah. and i was <laughs> i'm a bit of a stoner sorry guys oh <laughs> um oh drugs so we don't do, like talking about drugs on the show no we don't no. talk about drugs on no, this show never, never. um not in this know. world i don't know what you're trying to yeah. expect this uh <laughs> <sighs> How dare. um i mean i mean this is me having had like it's a lot of energy so that's why we do it guys uh, oh yeah they, exactly it's all about balance right dancers are psychos honestly if you don't put at least like a you know a bit of pot in them oh my god look out they're a nightmare yeah go look at all that jazz if anyone's confused about what yeah <laughs> literally <laughs> don't give them that is what will happen um yeah, I've, I and I just we were I was like making us take like 
breaks because I was like, I can't stare at my stupid face anymore. Like, <laughs> I cannot hear me do that note again. Like, we need a break. We go out and I'd like smoke and just like have a chill. Yeah. And then I went inside and when we sat down for the next bit, she was like, oh, oh, sorry, one second. And so I went on Instagram and then that was where Madonna was there with her editor for the Madame X tour, smoking pot. And I was like, why can't we smoke pot in the studio? <laughs> I was like, look at this. And she's like, because it's my house. Sorry, it, oh, I said, that's her, that's her, that's, that's my name for her, Uma, to everybody else. Okay, yeah. It's like her drag name, and I've. It's, she does it to me every now and again as well. Um, That's fair I, enough. Sometimes you know people from before you were an alien witch from the future, <laughs> right? And it's okay because you know. But now you're you're spilling secrets, so this is. The I big... am spilling secrets. Yeah, should I bleep I... that then? Oh my god, do because that's drama. Yes, it is. Yeah, I live I for the drama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, what does she call her? Can't know who she really is because then no. there'd be trouble. Then there would be trouble. Mainly it hurt to me. I think yes. it's probably where the trouble would be. Yeah. Um, probably a couple of months' time when her next song is like number one, because her next song is absolutely insane. Um, so, yeah, let's not do that. Let's, yeah, like, sure. Let's, you know, let's, let's have the bleep. I, I like an un- almost unnecessary bleep. It's, all, it's good. It's good. Why yeah. not? Let's just hear another one. Amazing. There we go. See, didn't it make the show better? <laughs> it it made the show it, better. It did. It made the show better. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling tense. There's drama now. <laughs> we better have a sip then. Yeah, because mm. just relax. Just it's, it, it's all going to be okay. We're going to get over this, this little uh, bump in the road together, and we'll be <laughs> Great. fine. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You. You're welcome. I like to be a conscientious host. Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, off camera, you can't see. They're holding my hand because we are in the room next door. To well, that's the thing. That's the thing. We have the cameras in such a way. It's very it's delicate very uh, framing. But like, yeah, 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 exactly. Yes, yeah, so we've if, really cracked the lighting so it looks different. Yeah, it's remarkable, actually, how we did that. But this is part of the uh, the uh, information gleaned from doing a live stream. Giving all the secrets away. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're not telling them how we're doing it. We're just saying that we are doing it. That's right. We're we're giving the impression of uh, giving away the secrets without really giving away any of the information whatsoever. It's burlesque, really, at this point. Why can't you smoke pot in the house? I think you're going to have to take this up with the... Because it's her house. No, I know. I know. Not but Madonna house. does it. I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm also not Madonna. As much as I... Hold on. Around Wait a second. No. <laughs> no. Um, they have a term for me in East London, which is the Paramount Madonna. And which is the what? Sorry again. Say again. Poundland Madonna. So we have a shop here, like the dollar store. Like, oh, okay. And the Poundland Madonna. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> which, one, though. You know what? I'll take because Madonna's still in the name. It's better than what I call them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mariah and friends, when did that all come together? Or when did you start with it? Well, I started later with Mariah and friends. Because you've only been doing it five years, right? You said earlier. I've been doing drag, I think, four and a half years. This rapid ascent to being the Poundland Madonna. (laughs) 
and only a few short years. I mean, um, it took Madonna so long. I did it so quick. I mean, what I didn't want to say, but you know, it's. Uh, I, I'm glad you said it because. Uh, I mean, someone needed to. Uh, <laughs> um, Mariah and Friends. Um, well, Mariah and Friends was already running as a night before I even was uh, graced you know, its stage with your presence before I was even a drag thing. Oh, okay. um, yeah. I didn't know the history yeah. went back that far. I think so. Or it, at least that's drag fact now. So don't even question it. It's drag. I, fact. Yeah. I mean, but now Crystal will like kick me and be like, fuck you. Like I'm younger than you or so, you know, like uh, I've, I basically, I always drop my foot in it. Um, oh, so you're saying that maybe... Crystal started this night back in 1979 and yes. <laughs> it's uh in sicily uh <laughs> but she did it, she honed her act in sicily for a long time before bringing a long time that's where she got the uh, bandsaw thing or whatever that is the angle oh grinder angle grinder that's it yeah. angle grinder she does that <laughs> he said banjo for a second i was like what oh we don't talk uh, about her banjo act no no no, no that's not we don't talk I'll, about that i'll bleep that again that's yeah. only for after the show it's, uh, <laughs> it's quite risque all I know is they didn't book me straight away because when they booked <laughs> me, I was like, me? Because like I'd come from like dance world. So it took me a long time to get like back on the track of when I was like 16. And I used to like stomp around my hometown in like wet look, like leggings and a crop top and like caged heels from New Look, which is like trash, like, like just basic clothing. Uh, oh, sorry if anybody shops something like that. Uh, <laughs> so it's like five quid. Like they look like hooker heels, and then I had like a Rihanna. You know when she like shaved all of her hair. Oh sure. Apart from the long bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought that was like I'm like it's short. It's a boy's haircut. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, no, I'm undetectable. No one can tell. Undiscoverable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, they didn't look at my English book, and they have no idea that this outfit means anything means anything um how did i get onto this i can't reveal that now we were talking about uh Mariah friends but then we were you know it's a good direction we're going in because we're talking about when you're in dance world or prior to dance world mm. you're stomping around in in your uh, yes right i see that my my sorry my brain does fly all over a bit sometimes oh like mine doesn't yeah <laughs> This is why we talk for hours, babes. It's just exactly right. Yes. So I said that. Yes. Yeah, so it was yeah, when they first asked me. I was like, you know, quite quite new to sort of drag. So I me. Like, I remember could... it being. Yeah, I remember it being a very you know big night, and I remember doing it and still being like, oh my god, this night is incredible. Yeah, and it's like one of the few nights of. I'm terrible queer. Like, oh, I'm at least a terrible <laughs> drag performer in that, like. I don't want to spend all my time watching drag when I'm not. Like I do it like five times a week. Like it's almost like drag brunch. I'm like, fuck off. Like I'm coming to brunch to see you because I'm not doing drag brunch. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I know some Queens like absolutely like live, 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 live. I'd much rather go to like a queer poetry night or like a, like, like, I don't know. A hootenanny or something. Yeah, or just like uh, something else queer. Or like, what's me disco or something? Just dance. Like, yeah. But support drag, everyone, please. Because no, I'm okay. not good. So you have to. <laughs> go, go to Margot's shows. But just don't bother any, about anyone else's. That's, I think, what you're trying to say. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
it, you know, it's it's hard to be subtle with that messaging, but that's the that's what you're trying yes. to get across. Yeah, I get I get what you mean though. You, you don't want to be at work all the time, and you don't you want a nice variation of input mm-hmm. as well. You don't want it to just yes. be one thing over and over yes. and over. It's like watching the same movie all the time. I feel like I put a lot of my friends through a lot of drag shows as well already. Sure. So like a lot of them that have like maybe come with me from other worlds and now have a massive, huge appreciation for drag. I'm very lucky. I've got a lot of friends. Like I never really lose friends, which is wonderful. Yes. So I have a big, like I have a big, lovely, gorgeous, wonderful bubble of lots of different times of people. And like some of them are like, like I don't want to take them to another drag show. Like I've ta- they've already come to like five of mine. It's not massively, you know, massively their thing, but they have an appreciation for it. It's like they're like, can I talk to you? Like, <laughs> or, like, what do you look like without makeup now? Like, yeah. you know, it gets yeah, to yeah. a point sometimes with that. So you're like, they're like, I actually know. I'd like let's go for dinner. Like, yeah. let's not go let's, to a yeah. Let's just hang when out. When I first started, I did go to like absolutely fucking everything, and they were like, I'm not coming anymore. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you learn the balance you learn yeah the balance. yeah well it's understandable yeah. at the beginning you know it's like you dive in because of the excitement and also you can't get enough of it and then you realize oh there's other things in the world which is funny too yes. because sometimes there there tends to be this thing almost like a monoculture with stuff where people mm. are like oh this is what we do and this is all we do and if you talk about something outside of it there's some kind of like bristling yes which i think is so important and i think like why in some ways I'm really glad for this year because I think for me, at least my drag or at least the mindset I was getting into was like getting to that point that I'd been in drag world for so long and aiming for so many, you know, hit points that, you know, we now have because of the industry getting bigger and we're like, right, I need that gig. So like you look at other people and I'm like, Oh, but I'm now referencing drag. I never referenced drag when I first started doing drag. Like, like, why are we referencing drag if we're doing drag? Like, it's meant to be a comment on other things. Like, it's an art form to comment through. Sure. So that's not to mean that there isn't, you know, there can be an aspect, uh, yeah, a, a different point of view of maybe something else. I don't know that you've seen that you can twist a bit, but like, you need to sort of add something. Otherwise, like. With Janet Jackson impersonators or Britney impersonators or Madonna impersonators, you know, I love, but I'm not that. So, like, it was it was good for me this year to like get that point. But I think when you first start, yeah, you are you, yeah, you want to dive in, and then you you need to learn all your references. So you gotta you gotta pack yourself in for a bit to then be able to you know run back round and be like, okay, and now actually, yeah, let's go and like listen to some other music and like do some other things and you know wait this music doesn't have a drum beat to it oh no i can't listen to that i mean honestly at one point like <laughs> yes like and now my music taste is completely shifted i think I'm just like i just drummed it out of myself i think to a certain extent well um, the, 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 it's a balancing process too because even with like djing you end up listening to you know only i mean there were, i remember stretches mm. of time where there was basically only a tallow disco and like sleazy gay music from 1977 to 1982 and mm. very little else got in because you, it just tends to happen but then you sort of oh wait a second i like other stuff too so you gotta yeah. go back because otherwise you get kind of bored of the thing that you love yeah totally totally well everyone we just had a beverage break but uh, i'm happy to report that we have our beverages with oh, us thank god i know exactly my tea is steeping 
This is all riveting information. Oh. <laughs> e. And when you mean tea, I mean actual tea. <laughs> I mean, we're British. We take tea very seriously. You could actually have a conversation about tea to me, and I would not be surprised. That's fine because Yorkshire Gold is what I'm having. And yeah. that's my favorite. What's your favorite tea? I don't drink tea. Oh, Isn't that crazy? crazy? I'm the worst English person. <laughs> I don't drink tea. I think it's vile. But people bring people literally put them down next to me all the time. They're like tea. I'm like no, and then they'll st- they'll still be a tea. English people think that Americans are like wild when they say like, "Oh my god, like you guys are all about tea." No, <laughs> like you fucking idiots are all about tea. Like it's wild. You go over to my relative's house. I stayed one weekend. I got. I think 16 cups of tea given to me and I've never drank tea ever in my whole life. Now is coffee your go-to? I'm a, yes. I'm a good Italian girl. Most of the English people I know fairly well don't drink tea. You just ruined my whole moment. Okay, I thought we'll I was so that. individual. I mean, no, it's like all queers, isn't it? We think we're so individual and then like... <laughs> Like, honey, you've got a mullet. Do you know what I mean? Like, we've all got a mullet. Like, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, we have lockdown hair. You have lockdown hair. Yeah. Like, get over it. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's part of the charm, though, of that, right? It's Who like else the artist... doesn't like tea? Well, this is Ma- wild. Mike and Maddie pretty much drink coffee, I think. Okay. Although they know they have tea there, but I've never seen them drink tea. And then Ada drinks coffee. I think we're all just very tired. You just need the boost. Honestly, it's been a hard year. But uh, a good good Italian girl who grew up uh, where? Oh, I grew up... <laughs> the good Italian girl that grew up in Levington Spa. <laughs> um, it's a little town. Uh, I'm assuming most people won't have heard of it because even people from the UK are pretty confused. Um, it's like near Coventry. But it's not Coventry. Don't lay that at my front door. Uh, <laughs> sorry if you're from Coventry. Um, but I'm not because the people of commentary were not nice to me. Uh, well, there you go. So fuck them. <laughs> it's a bit rough. Um, oh, okay. It's a bit rough. Um, but yeah, and very near Stratford upon Avon, where Shakespeare's born. So to our international people, that's generally a name they've maybe more heard of. Sure. Well, it's like where I grew up. I if they don't know, people don't know where it is. I'm like, oh, you know, Walden Pond is about half an hour away. And people go, oh, Walden Pond. Of course. Do you go there? And yeah. I go, no, I've never ever been. I don't want to. No, like yeah. it's a pond. Like I've got shit to do. I'm glad it inspired some books that I don't want to read, but you know, no. I'm glad that Don Henley does a concert for it every year. I still don't <laughs> care. Yeah. Like I'm good. Like it's <laughs> water. <Next. laughs> yeah, right. Like, it's a tranquil nature spot. Thanks. I have other plans. I've got a tap and a bucket. I'm sorted. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I get my water in bottles, thank you. So, uh, oh, <laughs> oh, she she's someone. Well, no, that's just because the pipes are rotten in my building. Oh, so, okay. just, <laughs> yeah. no, it's just because my flat's a shithole. Uh, <laughs> I just don't like drinking Great. rust. Thank you very much. No, I mean absolutely fair. Like it's just English people. We're just English. Like our buildings are old. Like everything's old. We're like. Rust comes on everything, honey. Like, um, <laughs> what, you don't like rust? What are you you're putting on airs now? Is that what it is? Like, come on. Do a couple shows and suddenly... Pop it on, you've got some bronzer. Like, come on, <laughs> million, million users. So it gives you that strong English constitution. <laughs> it's got to be something. It's got to be something. <laughs> so you grew up in, uh, what's the name of the town again? Levington Spa. Royal Levington Spa. Royal Levington Spa. Wow. 
because Queen Victoria came there like once. Oh, so there you go. It's royal. Yeah. That's all you need, supposedly. But there's only like four royal places. So I'm like, like Royal Tunbridge Wells, and there's like two others. So she only went to four spots, and all of them became iconic suddenly. Uh, Leamington was fine. It had its rough spots, like, of course. Um, but it was fine. It was just boring as fuck. Like, it was just like, it was just so boring. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think when I, you know, when you're bullied when you're very young, it just hurts you at any point. But I think like it got to a certain point and I was just like, thank God I'm different to you. Like, look at this fucking goddamn town. And this, but like, it just, it just drove me insane to a point. And um, I was, I was just very lucky to have an amazing set of friends where I could just be like, hey, I'm a thing star. Uh, and they were like, oh my God, yes, you are. You know, and like did the whole moment and a good close group of friends that like, I was chatting to one of them for like an hour today. Like one of them moved to Hackney very near me and we've been friends since we were like six. So I'm, I'm very lucky. I've still got all those gal pals from that time that made it survivable. When did you first get into dance? Well, my dad, my dad has a great story and I'll tell it. So he had like had me in his arms. Shout out Rob Wooden. Love, love Papa Wooden. Um, so he said that I was like in his arms and he was like doing a little thing at some Christmas thing. They were they had Christmas parties at my house, like parties. Sure. Uh, I was there. <laughs> they were. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, okay. It's a religious kind of occasion, but there's a party. All right. We could, yeah. We're going to look for the good here. Yeah. Exactly. And he said that he could feel me rocking in time and he was like okay he's gonna be a dancer and i was like short jam but then there was another <laughs> one when i was like a bit older and he said like your sister came home from ballet class because you know obviously girls do ballet yeah girls do ballet or, that's you know, right that's the you know and um i will say i will my dad has done so much learning and that's no apart to him he's like front row seat at all the shows like that's something he's learned while i grew up and it was uh, incredible to realize that i didn't i wasn't actually a part of his learning does that make sense he learned from watching me rather than from me needing to constantly teach him yeah you didn't have to give him lessons i just got to this age and just attached all the words for him you know (laughs) now i have all the language for it which was wonderful um but yeah and then so she does a little pirouette and um she fell over um and I said, I can do that. And she was like, no, you can't. And I could. Uh, so he was like, okay, let's stop messing around. Let's get this one to uh, class. So I started like training at six. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So he didn't necessarily know the vocabulary, but he knew the right things to do. Um, he put it more as um, I knew if I didn't sort of just get on board on what you wanted to do, I wouldn't get to do it with you. Oh, that's. That's lovely, you know? actually. Yeah, which is amazing. You know, I think yeah. it needs to be as basic as that. I, don't, I think sometimes we complicate it more. Um, I think, yeah, it was just like, well, you wanted to do that, and I wasn't going to be able to make you do anything else when you're that little. You know, just cried or not wanted to play football or not been able to play football or whatever yeah. the thing is. Um, so it was just like I just had to do what you were doing and watch what you were doing. You know, and that's not to say that there wasn't you know, points and times and, but generally, yeah. So, you know, I think that's, that's what I always say to parents when they sort of ask or 
maybe straight friends that are having children now or whatever. I'm just like, just do what they want to do because then you get to be a part of it. Like it just right. seems such a great anthology to yeah. me yeah. of getting to know someone that's a child that is your child. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> Which a, would be probably like, the child you would want to know. Yeah. Like do what they want to do. And then you'll always sort of be included and know what they're sort of knowing and doing. Right. So yeah, Lemington was boring, but my dad and my friends and my family were cool. When did you first move out on your own? Uh, I moved to Liverpool to study the Liverpool Institute of Performing Arts and Dance. Yeah, I'd been like 18 for two weeks, I think. Yeah. And yeah. then the uni course started and I was like, get out of fuck over! <laughs> like I <laughs> ran. I was probably maybe a bit too young for that level of, you know, really hard, difficult training, at least maybe up here a little bit. Well, that's no joke, though. Dance academies. Look, I've seen Suspiria. I know how hard it can be. Yeah, you know. Mm. <laughs> I didn't mean to trigger you there, but I'm glad you had your beverage handy. I'm so sorry. No, yeah. Like, it was crazy hard work, but also I've always, just in a sort of any sense of my life, I've always been like, I didn't want to do it now. I wanted to do it yesterday and yeah, yeah. have been the best at it already. Like, let's get cracking. Like, whatever is happening is wasting time. <laughs> Um, you know, <laughs> there are people like, what time do you think you're wasting? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, but if we're not moving fast and doing things, that could be tricky, right? Like, have you been able to sort of factor in patience? Uh, yes, <laughs> I have one friend that helps. And, um, for listeners yes. not viewing this, there was a miming of a jazz cigarette. Ah, oh, yes, Liza, Liza smokes a cigarette. <laughs> um, Yes. And yeah, a lot, you know, a lot of work, a lot of self-work, a lot of, it's a daily, it's a daily thing when you, you, you know, you have that kind of personality, like yeah. it's never, you know, it's never going to fully go away. You produce your own shows, you get fixated on your own work, you, you know, especially when like, it's great to be in this line of work when you're, you know, self-obsessed narcissist that's willing to work <laughs> ridiculously for something they love. Yeah happens to be themselves because they're a narcissist you know and then but on the flip side of that it means you quite you never often relax or you find it difficult to relax or you find it difficult to not be hard on yourself or you know like have you done a full working day today like i've not even got up yet it's 6 a.m you know yeah (laughs) that that that, those those sorts of conversations that you have with yourself i think it's sort of quite true of a lot of freelancers and it's a it's a balance you have to feel well, it's a tricky one to attain, too, because part of it is the thing that drives you. But then also when you lose focus on what it is that you want to do. Ah, oh, nail on the head. You're so busy focused on moving forward. You're like, you're not looking at where you're going. You're looking at your feet running. Like, go faster. You're so busy shouting at your feet to go faster. You're like, shit, when did I end up in, you know. Right. Billericky. Like, ah, <laughs> that's the place in Essex. Um, <laughs> it's just the first place that came to mind. But yeah, like, I think that's an amazing point. Like, I've not heard a phrase like that. Thank you so much. Oh, well, I thank you so much. And thank you for allowing me to appreciate my own verbiage. Because as we just said, sometimes you just, you know, just run forward and you're like, gee, I hope it's all going well, but I'm not going to pay attention. I'm not going to look at it and, and appreciate what I've actually done. You yes. know what I mean? Totally. Totally. <laughs> 
You're still running. Yeah, I'm glad that worked. Yeah. But like, we gotta we gotta keep it going because we don't keep that going. We're gonna. Yes. Oh my god! Yeah, I literally had this conversation with my best friend Kazelian, this incredible Australian drag queen that came up in East London. Who, by the way, folks, will be part of Red Ship Red Ship Tune in May fifteenth, only a tenor. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. She was like, "Do you ever what like when I was you know talking about work and like ah oh, and like I need to produce these things faster and like maybe I need to do this and by them ah ah like the brain constantly going." She was like, "Do you remember when you were like I just want to like it would just be a dream to work full time as a drag queen?" Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I did yeah. say that at one point and like. Yes, I need to sit back and sometimes get, sit in it a bit. You know, you don't want to be lazy, but like ride the wave, as they say. Yeah. You know, try to appreciate what yes. you've actually accomplished. Because I think the problem that can happen is that when we don't do that, then there's no reward, kind of. And then it, mm-hmm. it can then sometimes make you resentful of what you're doing. Oh, completely. And it can sometimes make you feel like you've got imposter syndrome to what you're doing. Yes. And sometimes going back over the things that you've done, we're like, yeah, bitch, I, you should be fucking doing this. You know, you've done right. this thing, this thing, this thing, and this thing, and that has led you to this. So stop second guessing yourself about this. You've done all the work. Do you know what I mean? Like it can support the work that goes forwards. And yeah. that sometimes I think that can, yes. Yeah, so it's more useful to bring it with you rather than shut it down all the time. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, it's more useful too to address it head on and not just like l- yeah. let that uh, overflowing pot boil on the stove in the back of your mind because eventually mm. that's going to just fuck everything yeah. up. They're like, at least it's cooking. You're like, yeah, bitch, it's burned. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're co- totally fried now and you're just uh, yeah. yammering to yourself about this, yes. that, or the other thing. By the way, yeah. you said narcissist. And I know it's funny because it's such a, you know, if you are a narcissist, you're the gentle, happy version of that because I wouldn't classify you as a narcissist in any oh, way. Thank you. I've done a lot of work on myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think people can be narcissistic in aspects of their life, but I've been a, uh, an actual narcissist. Maybe not a full narcissist. I, uh, no, I, no, 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 no. I, oh, listen, well, I've known you. a few of them. No, 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 no. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, passionate and loving my work to maybe an <laughs> overzealous extent. Yeah. That's so enthusiastic. <laughs> to so... an overly tenacious Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well that's okay. I though. always know when someone's like giving me a bit of a like that I'm like, oh I've maybe pushed it is when they're like maybe a touch tenacious. You're like, oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well that's all you can really <laughs> hope for is that, you know, if you are the let's say showrunner or whatever, the director of something, that you not just recognize when maybe you pushed a little bit too hard in one direction or aggravated something, but also care enough to then, okay, well, let me me correct this. Let me back off a little bit. Let me massage the situation. Yes. But I do find sometimes, like, push a little more, people realize (laughs) they've got a little more to give. (laughs) Well, sure. Again, anyone who who's seen all that jazz, you know, the scene where there's the dancer who's not quite cutting it because she's maybe either not skilled enough or not seasoned enough to make Mm. it. He's tough with her. Joe Gideon, the Bob Fosse. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. 
not Bob Fosse, Bob yeah. Fosse character. Right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> apparently, apparently, the first week in the editing room, the director kept saying, okay, so when you go over to the scene, he goes, but it's not me. And he would get real mad at the editor. And the editor oh, no was, shit. Yeah. He was a narcissist. <laughs> yeah. But like, just pretending, I'm like, oh, not me. Not me. Yeah. My show's called All That Jazz, but like this film's called All That Jazz, but it's not me. Look, he's oh. dressed exactly like me and he smokes like me and coughs like yeah. me, but that is he's not bold, me. And he takes amphetamines <laughs> and his yeah. wife yeah. was your wife. Yeah, and uh, all the women in the film that your character sleeps with, yeah. you slept with is, in real life. You slept with in real life and married. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm. Oh, but no, forgive me for thinking it was you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. We just made him look like you. Um, <laughs> oh, and he directed a film about a comedian. <sighs> um, God love him. But listen, um, at least we didn't give any spoilers to the film, except for the amphetamine. So if anyone is blanching at uh, the thought of that, don't watch the film. If that's a big sore spot for you. But I highly recommend you watch all that jazz, everyone out there. I, how can you have not? That's the thing. I think it, they've already seen it. So Yeah. Dude, yes, yes. Watch all that jazz. It's brilliant. I push that movie on everyone I can, too. I'm like, have you seen all that jazz? And then I'm like, oh, you haven't? Okay. So I just sent it to you. Not that I would send illegal links. But, Here it is. And... <laughs> what do you think oh, of that? So I'm going to check back in about three hours. Have you seen yeah. it yet? Yeah. Could you just hold that a moment? <laughs> um, they're my least favorite people on a night out. If anyone shows me a fucking video <laughs> of night out. Oh, I hate that. I'm like, wig off, lashes off, like gloves gone. Like, yeah. I'm like, fuck you. I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> a picture oh. is fine. A video, if you just go, oh, did you see that? I can like- just about cope with a picture. <laughs> if, it's a, if, you, if it's a picture of me, probably. Sure. If it's, like, I don't know, like, if I'm in a nightclub, like, yeah. guaranteed, I probably don't want to talk to you. So, no, I'm joking. But, <laughs> but guaranteed, like, I'm having a good time. I've got a drink in my hand. If I've got my drink in my hand, yeah. I don't want to look at a phone. I'm not one of the, I'm not one of these kids that loves the phone. My thing with the phone is, we were just talking about movies. I think a lot of people's uh, ability to enjoy cinema has been hampered terribly by this inability to put down a phone when you're really not getting anything that wild in the two and a half hours that it takes to actually yeah. properly watch a film. Exactly. Like, come on. Like and some people, some people think, well, yeah, but that's okay. But that's what kids do these days. No, that's not true. You could always not pay attention to a movie. You know, you could always sort yeah. of like fuck around and not yeah. pay attention and like talk during a movie, which is another sort of horrible thing to do. Uh, and, if, you know, there's movies you well, can I talk during, but I, I, like I, I often wonder sometimes if there's a, a generation of uh, folks coming up who don't get to enjoy things because there's just nonstop stimulation. Well, totally. And fast and quick. And like, I think you've got to give you've got to give yourself votes like. Fast and quick. You gotta have both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the fucking, the fucking thing down. But like, you know, like we all love a change of pace. Like I love a, I, I love a crazy TikTok video, but like also yeah. like in the same way that like you wouldn't constantly watch a film forever. Right. Like, don't constantly be on your phone. Somebody kept getting their Mac out. <laughs> like every I mean like what are you doing? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like just because it's small doesn't mean you're not interrupting whatever's happening around you. For yourself too. I mean that's the thing. I like a lot yeah. of people are doing that thing and it, it's a reflex. Like 
how many times have you done this? I've closed Instagram and then immediately reopened it because it's easy to get into that loop. And so I understand it. Yeah. But I think people deprive themselves a lot of the other pace or the other paces of things. I really think this year, I mean, I hope it's changed a lot for other people, but it certainly has for me. Like I now listen, to, I just sit and listen to full albums like all the time. I'd much rather buy the vinyl, put it on. If I'm getting ready, I guess maybe I like put it on on a speaker, but mostly I just sit and listen to vinyl records now. I was never a huge fan of Janet Jackson until like a couple of months ago. Like I loved a lot of her like singles, sure. but I never like sat down and listened to, and I listened to Control the whole way through. And I was like, the fuck what kind of witchcraft <laughs> is this? This is incredible. Like, like, you know, because we don't get pushed all those like other songs yeah, and we don't get pushed the flow. Like, right. you know, and when the single comes out, I'm, like you know, slow songs as a dancer like i would never sort of like 100 be light towards when i sort of heard it but when you've listened to the whole album as a flow you're like oh lovely slower pace do you know what i mean like you, yeah. you're now ready for it like you've been taken on the journey of it like it's nice to do that and like listen to it how the artist had intended you to listen to it and like i think it's the same for films it's the same for all kinds of long format things and even with films it's great to have all different kinds of ones i mean i love a good trashy garbage piece of shit movie but then i also love like a long cassavetes movie where it's like okay this is actually difficult to watch you know like there's parts of it that are testing my patience but like what's going on here there's something going on here i think there's yeah. uh, a danger in all of us at any time getting to like oh that's not what i'm immediately familiar with so therefore yeah, yes i don't yeah, yeah. I want something that is just mirroring the same ex or repeating the same experience that I've grown to be accustomed to over and over and over and over again. Yes. Yes. Like, when I, give me something new. I like, come on then, if you think you're hard enough. Like, I love it when something <laughs> catches me off guard. Like, it's yeah. not as often that happens now. You actually have to work uh, to do it more now because I think there used to be more uh, random encounters with music or film or whatever because basically you go on netflix <clears throat> uh, then you're selecting from menus and the tendency is to sort of look for what's familiar or something also the, yeah. the basically the the random discovery is mainly found on tiktok you don't get it that much on spotify there's a playlist yes new music fridays but it's also that's trawling through four hours of new and indiscriminate singles which is fine too because i've discovered some good stuff that way um but yeah so you actually have to put in the effort to like yeah. sometimes try something you don't know and so also there's good things about new music friday and that you don't i don't know a lot of the stuff on there so i just put it on and then you find something but with movies sometimes i think it's good to just call up whatever service you're using and just try something you have no idea what it is I think it harks back to the conversation we were having earlier about drag becoming too self-referential. Exactly. I think all of us become too self-referential. Like, yeah. I think that's the the end of art in a way. The end of growth as a person too, yes, because completely. especially that every year people age, there's a tendency to seal it off and just be like, oh, I'm going to listen to the stuff I listened to when I was fill in the blank age. Yeah. Like, well, there's not an in you know inordinate amount of that. Is that? Is that the right word? I don't know. Oh, inordinate, inordinate amount. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is that the right word? Uh, I think so. Yeah, inordinate. Yeah, but uh, inordinate yeah. amount of what? Uh, of, of new stuff or? That new, of, of the music that you liked from that age. Oh. Like, there isn't like. Yeah. So you've got to move on. Like. And like integrate. It doesn't mean you have to abandon that stuff. I love Madonna, but she might. She's not going to always keep making music. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you have to listen to, like, you know, <laughs> there's so much more. And the other problem that that reminds me of is like the sort of devotion aspect of some fans. Mm. They only mm. like this or like that's their person. So that's the only thing really that they can sort of listen to, post about or whatever. And it doesn't make any sense to me because like I love Brian Ferry more than almost any other artist. But I like there's no way I can listen to oh, him all the time. loves that. <laughs> I love it too. I love Brian Ferry too. It's so good. I don't like anyone who's like, well, you know about his politics. I'm like, I don't want to. No, thank you. Please don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> don't do this to me. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do that to me. I'm just going to pretend that that didn't exist. Kate Bush did not say she was conservative. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> she said sexually conservative. Thank you. You just make up something in your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With someone like Kate Bush or Brian Ferry, you just go, yeah, but they're also, they're insane. You know that, right? Yeah. Like, that's what I like to think about. I just go, yeah, yeah they're nuts. Have you listened to their records? <laughs> yeah. Or you just go like, oh, oh, and, you know, you throw Paddy in there. The style yeah. of woman's work. Uh, <laughs> We're making all of this up. Brian Ferry and Kate Bush are very liberal, very, very liberal. Very liberal. Oh, totally. I don't yeah. know they've ever said anything wrong. Listen, I watched an old Iggy Pop interview recently. I love Iggy Pop. Oh, I, me too. I mean, he got really trashy at about 1979 through 84. I'll send you some clips. I mean, it is bleak. Like, you're looking at this guy going, he's got about 30 minutes left. Yeah, yeah, just full stop. How how did that visceral body, like, honestly, energy isn't just physical, guys, because... <laughs> because if look, it was, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, we thought that was physically depleted, like, the energies are in and still buzzing, and <laughs> yeah, he's got an advert deal, so... In quite rude health, as the English like to say. Um, it, but he's talking <laughs> about, in this one interview, how Reagan is really great for the country like this is like early in reagan's run at the same time martin ware from heaven 17 told me that uh iggy would t was telling him how great thatcher was going to be for the uk people can be insane at different points in their life too and also he was on a, I don't know, a cornucopia of pharmaceuticals very true <laughs> martin yeah. also told me that iggy before going on stage every night because they opened for iggy would drink a full bottle of jack daniels all in one go and then have a steady procession of groupies throughout the night at the hotel. An interesting combination. That much booze and that, hey, look, he's a superhero. What are you going to do? I mean, I know we're not allowed to endorse this behavior in 2021. <laughs> sure, sure. No. Forgive me. Forgive me. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I worry we're going to out. We're going to start over worrying ourselves to the point that we don't have fun anymore. <laughs> hey don't be so uptight <laughs> just be like you got one life you're gonna do something like you're gonna you're gonna do anything like come on kids like <laughs> do you know what i mean like, yeah ethically, and also do it now because at one point at some point like i'm like we're all gonna tell you you're gonna get to a certain point in your life and you're gonna be like fuck i should have done it then because it's oh, stupid yeah. to do it now so like don't yeah, waste time do it while it's sensible, like while it's at least acceptable <laughs> to like, do, like have some fun, like or save it till later in life 
and then be like Kevin Smith only started smoking pot at age 40. I only started doing some certain things when I was at a certain age. So, you know, you take it either way, you know? Who do you mean? What? <laughs> uh... <laughs> what on earth could I mean? Yeah. What on earth could you be talking about? <laughs> um... <laughs> what? Madonna started poking, smoking pot at age 60. See? Like... See, there you go. So, you know, you're, you're never too old to learn. I'm imagining the Madame X tour would have been a lot more pleasant for her <laughs> if she'd have just had a, had some, you know, gummies before she went on stage. Like, yeah. You also how stressed out she was in London. <laughs> did you go to the show? I did go to the show. How was it? I thought it was fucking amazing. Like, wow. Madonna aside, we'll come back to that. The set, yeah. the or, the visuals, like the use of set and stage and audiovisual work and choir and hearing oh, a choir. A theater wow. sound. Out yeah. of her music, it was incredible, and especially with an al- album like Madame X that isn't pop; it's world, it's world music, pop world music. Yes, because Madonna is always pop artist, but you know, with this huge other influence that you know, and a lot of things cast aside that a lot of her fans wouldn't have wanted cast aside. But that's the difference: whether you're a fan of a trope of someone or whether you're actually a fan of an artist and allowing an artist to breathe and not just make the same fucking work all the time. Oh, (laughs) more controversial opinions. She did two disco songs. Like shut up fags, get over it. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, why don't you listen to uh, sing with a guitar? She can't do confessions again. Don't make her body do confessions again. (laughs) She'll get hurt. Quite frankly, she'll die. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And the blood will be on your hands. That it will. It will. You know. Not on the dance floor, on your hands. Yes. I'd only ever seen the MDNA tour before because I wasn't allowed. I did save up the money for confessions, but I wasn't allowed to go. Oh, so cruel. So cruel. I'd only ever seen the MDNA tour, and that was in Hyde Park for us London people at that time. So it only ever been really far away and with bad yeah. sounds. It was outside and yeah. not in an arena. It was like in a park, you know, yeah. like they pump out as much as they can, but like the British weather, like the wind yeah. just <laughs> takes it. Like, everybody in Norway heard the tour incredibly. Oh yeah. They loved um, it. Yeah. Across the Northern sea. Like they were like, like yes, to see her, you know, do something that up close and, I think it really showed her as a very different performer to me. I'd always been a very addicted to her as the as an athlete. You know, yeah. her athleticism was, I think, a massive attraction to a lot of people and her physicality. Um, so to see her, to see what she is probably, maybe she didn't have before because she was a dancer, but what she has, the art, the way she now can perform, I thought it was really incredible. I didn't go looking for someone to hit, you know, the notes of a 26-year-old because she's not 26. I don't know. It was really, it was really, really interesting to see an artist that we're used to. Oh, she pops up over here and she's there and she, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, yeah. I don't know. You know, admit to herself maybe that that isn't the tour she can do anymore. Sure, yeah. And grow and do something new. And I say that as a person that like. My favorite album is Confessions. And I don't want to fall into that trope that a lot of queers and I think a lot of LGBTQIA plus people do. (gasps) I'm going to say a controversial thing. Um, 
when we expect, you know, when we expect that from our performers, when we expect that from Madonna or Kylie or Janet or so many. And I think it, it just feeds into a lot of misogyny that we're not allowing the female artist to be as incredible as an older performer and act like an older performer, you know, men are allowed that in so, you know, or at least male body performers are allowed to do that in such an easy way. And we still have that expectation of a 63 year old woman that like put pamphlets about AIDS in her album. Like, (laughs) why don't we fucking support her as an old woman rather than expect her to do confessions again? Meanwhile, like Pet Shop Boys come out and everyone knows they're not playing anything. Do you know what I mean? They, they almost make a joke out of, well, like a razor. When I saw a razor, I was on the upper level of the facility. And I love that because I was like, oh, I get to see what Vince pretends to play, you know, from this <laughs> angle. <laughs> Bless. Hey, um, it's Gigi Good. Um, I, I just, I don't like, please don't take this the wrong way. I am just curious. Um, there's been a lot of chatter, a lot of gossip, and I just want to set the record straight. Um, no pun intended. I, I'm just wondering, are you gay? You know, I just, I always like to know when a guy is gay. Um, and you seem really fucking gay. What were some of the clubs you were talking about before? Can you remind me of them again? Because you were talking yes, about... Yes, yeah, so I like mainly came up at the Glory um, and her upstairs, which is no more, which is in Camden. The Glory is in Haggerston, which is like near Shoreditch, Hackney area. Um, so East London, that's the place run by Johnny Wu and John Sizzle, who I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, and Dolson Superstore. Um, what were some of the other places I came up? I did gigs at RBT. I did, I mean, I've, I just found a list and I've, I've slept. I'm very lucky. I mean, I think I think you fall into a lot of different things. And in London, there are loads of different types of gigs you can do. And there are like residencies. And, blah, blah, blah. and I really fell into the category of, you know, like, you need a bitch to turn it up and twirl it. Like, it was me and taste. Like, we did that shit together. Like, yeah. when yeah. she said she was going from place to place to place to place to place, like, yeah, she was. Like... And we were running past each other while we were doing it. Like, hey, girl, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. like we'd be there yeah. for half an hour. And then like, she'd be like, I'm going here. I'm going here. Yeah, I'll drop you off in the way. Blah, 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 blah. Like, and there, there is like a circuit of girls like Caramel does that. And like, um, I mean, oh, if people listen, they're going to get angry because I didn't say them. Like, get over it, bitch. We all work. I cut their names out for time reasons. That way the yeah. onus is not on you. Thank you. Now I guess I would maybe say things have slowed a bit and I have now I've got some residencies and I'm doing bigger um some bigger shows so I don't do three gigs in a night, I just do the one, which is really nice on my ankles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can um, imagine. Yes. But I also like I do love those nights. You feel like you're on tour in a day. Like and I love that. Like there is a a joy to that hustle of running in and them being like, you're late. And you're like, stick the fucking track on. You won't care. Do it. And then they're like, are you going to be here for the bow? And you're like, no, man. <laughs> Love to, but I'm afraid not. I got it. Love another- to, but I'm just going to have these five lines of shots for the people that brought me the shots. And I'm going to do them down the bar as I leave. Um, <laughs> I that vibe. But yeah, which I love. I love, I love, I do love doing those sides of things, but it's nice to 
like just the bigger shows. Like we all love hustling the clubs and that has it. Yeah, but then it has its expiration date as well, just like every other kind of cool. But let's thing. do the big stuff. So yeah, so I'm I guess I've moved a little bit away from that. Um doing festivals and running some of my own stuff now. But yeah, so I I really I really came up club club, like English club scene. There was a point in time where I was like devoted if I wasn't on a bill and then I had to be like yeah girl you can't do everything like I like really tried to put my name on every single like drag cabaret drag yeah. club night lineup. why didn't they call me everywhere yeah like, honestly and then you have to be like okay chill yourself like, calm yourself. like <laughs> right. yeah I think my worst was like eight gigs in a day Ooh. and I was like I can't walk like there were days like my flatmate Sue gives fuck will tell you like she literally had to be like are you okay and I'd be like get me paracetamol and like toe separators for my feet <laughs> and like to just like try and like claw my body back into it would sometimes take to Wednesday I'll try and do a few nights in the week and then like Friday at least at least two uh, yeah. if not three and then Saturday it got to a point where I was doing like, especially in COVID times, <laughs> when we had that weird break in the middle. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. In, yeah. in England, we had this weird break. So it meant that there were like double brunches. So I was like. Well, especially after that long gap with no, you know, nothing going on. It's like, I'll have that. Yeah, I'll take that too. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. I mean. Oh, they're happening at the same time. Are they nearby each other? Because I could pop, uh, you know, back and I've forth. literally <laughs> left. Been like, they've been like, any preference on time? And I'm like, first act. And they're like, oh, you normally ask for second. And I'm like, yeah, no, I got another gig. So I'll yeah. do your first act and I'll go do the next show. And then I'll come back for your second first act when you're doing a double show because of corona and then i'll go back there and then i'll go off to the next gig it's a lot of ubers it sounds like it's a lot of ubers it is a lot of ubers but um yeah i love that i've definitely rubbed some people up the wrong way but thank you for letting me do that because it's hard being an independent like queer drag artist like half of it's getting the gig but half of it's also about being at every single goddamn gig when you've not been on a very famous tv show getting your face about is a hell of a lot more difficult. So I think I was always of that mindset. And I think coming from dance, you get like, I had that natural, like somebody asks you, you do it. You get in the room, you do the best performance of your life. No matter what the room, no matter what the crowd. Yeah. I've had to have conversations with myself where I'm like, you like can't always like run over four tables and do like a <laughs> dive forward roll in a pair of like, seven inch heels there was like 10 people at that private party like, <laughs> give it your all but maybe you know not the whole thing not the yeah like yeah. maybe do a more lip syncy comedy number or something do you know what i mean like yeah. i've had to have those conversations myself but yeah i mean and like i can vouch for taste when she said on the show girl she were lying she yeah. was not lying like and I, I i've seen it in america like there are those girls that do that that what the gig 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 oh like, yeah 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 or in a night host yeah. this one run to this thing then on a dead right. like right. very much that like nightlife culture especially in like new york or something exactly it's east london has a similar sort of vibe to like brooklyn i would say from my experience and then also you've toured the world and elsewhere uh as part <gasps> of melanie c's yeah dancing troupe yes yes i would sing the pink um 
who's a collective I did a competition for a year into drag. Only a year into drag, and Margot Marshall was spirited away into the touring regime. Yeah, I mean, I very, yeah, right place, right time, right gigs. I was right for them, they were right for me. We worked together, Pink have given me a lot of work. They have a festival called Mighty Hoopla, which is this incredible campus tits festival. <laughs> Camp as tits. Yeah. Um, which I've done for the last three years, which has been so fun. Uh, and one year, Melanie came in to do it. And she said, like, I'd love to do a number with the Queens. So all the Queens were like, we don't we don't like your style of music. We're not. Yeah. <laughs> like, all of us lost our shit. And then we were like, who the fuck gets to do it? Yeah. Like, that was the, that was the moment. Um, but uh, yeah, so they did like a <laughs> what was that going. process like? What was <laughs> that? Sounds like it was. I mean, quite that, interesting. Uh, I didn't have anything to do with it. They did. They did one that was a very Spice Girls moment, and then another a weird choice. Yeah, so strange. And then we did. <laughs> I turned to you with drag queen backup dancers. So I'm sure someone didn't think they were fairly picked, but whatever I got to do, I don't care. So. <laughs> Sorry, worked in my favor. <laughs> yes, yeah, so the we, right uh, choices were made, and uh, some people didn't care for it. But we can't worry about everybody. Yeah, well, I didn't do the Spice Girls one at that point. I, I did the the backup, dance, like you know, the strong, the heavy dance, you know, number. The good one. You did the good number. Ding. Uh, I did the numbers where the dance where the queens needed to be dancers. Let's say ah, that. yes. Let's say that. I'm not saying it's like. But sometimes you don't get the gig because you're not a dancer. Sometimes you don't get the gig because you're not an opera singer. Sometimes you don't get the gig because you're, I don't know. You know, you can't get every gig. This yeah. is a conversation I have with myself as well. Um, sure. But yeah, so we did we did that and it just went down so well with her fans. She approached Sink the Pink to do a Pride tour the next year. It was honestly like that charmingly wonderful. She reached out, Sink the Pink set it up. We did two days rehearsal with her. The day after she finished the Spice World tour in 2019, the woman yeah. is a fucking machine. Yeah, I cannot speak highly, more highly of someone. I've never seen someone. It's very rare that I feel my work ethic is outdone. And I feel she put me to quite shame, like shame. Slayed that tour, as yeah. we all saw internationally. Just fucking killed it brought up the standard like brought up the standards to a world tour class performance including the new york performance right the new york pride yeah. performance which is where I, I saw you first actually i was there uh, for new york pride oh, and saw you. yeah yes, I know. You were with, you, did you come with jake uh i was there jake to tape uh, yeah he was performing there and so uh, i went there with lance horn who folks will be hearing on the show soon so that was my first solo trip to new york and it was great because it's also great being on the uh, train which is not nothing but queers because everyone was like chatting with each other and friendly i was like wow this yes. is a unique subway experience <laughs> but uh but yeah so saw you with mel you c on yes, yes yeah i mean yeah so she finished that tour and then we took two days to do this tour and then we flew to brazil we started in sao paulo and then the third date on the tour was closing the we did the prize closing ceremony like 50 years of Stonewall. Like, I was like, the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, this is like, I guess, like two and a half years in. Not bad. They did not have enough security for her <laughs> in New York. Like, 
people got like pretty crazy and it'd been the first time i think in like 20 years that there had been a live performance by a Spice Girl in New oh, York. Oh, right. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, the mob that sprinted after us, and we had like two security guards, like, and there's like six of us, like, stick and set drag queens, because we we're all like the dancer girls, like, <laughs> like long legged, just like things walking behind her <laughs> like spindly little fence yeah and yeah she was just like oh my god like and the people are just surrounded like, and we were just in this so yeah like Estina because Estina from Drag Race season two incredible incredible performer incredible dancer both of us had done dance school so we'd we'd worked together for a few years before she got on Drag Race so she was on this tour as well because she was a, a winner of Miss Sigma Pink and she was in front John Bonet, Blonde, another incredible drag queen that um great name. Used to sing the part. Uh, yeah, amazing. John Bonet Blonde. <laughs> uh, so she was she was on my right. I just remember all of us just like we just had to put our hands on Melanie's shoulders and just start running. She was sporty spice. She had a fucking trainers on. We did not have fucking trainers on. Like we're sprinting no, no. through Times Square with like just all these crazed American teenage fans or like I mean, were they teenage fans? They were acting like it. Acting like so it, it was, yeah, yeah. I'd say, I'd just... say uh, very inebriated 20 to 40-year-olds. Yes. It was It was nuts. Like, and Brazil was the same. And, yeah, it was just the most incredible summer. And, like, getting to Sporty Spice was always, like, my one. Like, like it's had a lot of influence on, like, how I dress, like, my music taste, like, my I'm very often in an Adidas tracksuit with a crop top. Like it's just like quite quite often it was joked about in rehearsals. Like I was like, yes, I know, I look like you. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> like yes, I'm trying to dress like you. Please, I'm just, just love me. Um, and yeah, and then we yeah on tour, we're just like getting to know someone of that level, and they say never meet you know your your icons, and I'm like everybody should meet Melcy because she's just the nicest most genuine hardworking inspiring person to work with um i mentioned that i was non-binary and she was just like oh cool can can you like talk to me more about that and we discussed it and um i was like it'd be really cool if you held up the trans flag at one point because it was a part in the show and she did two become one she held up the pride flag i was like it'd be really cool if you did the trans flag at some point because i you know pride is constantly overrun with the rainbow flag yeah you know it would mean a lot to me and no hesitation she was like what what should i say like give me advice like how how do we make this moment happen like this is obviously a moment that needs to be spoken to for your community if you're telling me about it and you know just have somebody of that level and someone that you've been so inspired by then turn around and ask to learn from you and be like it just literally not be a thing. Like you can just see them already wanting to take on the information and then doing something with it. And yeah, she still checks in with me now and makes sure like everything's okay. And we've spoken in lockdown and just like one incredible human. Like that's lovely. Yeah, above yeah. and beyond. Like went to Australia. I was like, oh, I'm going to like go to this other place after. And she was like, oh, cute. That's in Melbourne too. Come with us. Like, just the most incredible, generous person. I'm fucking cool as fuck. Like, she still looks so cool. <laughs> she performs so well. It's crazy. It's crazy. And also, yeah. if I remember correctly, it was a sweltering day. 
in New York. So oh. I'm now imagining the running, protecting, hard day's night moment. We did with- two shows that day as well. Oh, we did another oh show in downtown. <laughs> and we did that outside. Like it was another out, like no air conditioning. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my God, my face was streaming. Like Courtney acted that show with us as well. And like all of us were like, they were like, oh, do you mind if this is your tank? So it was like a slightly smaller stage. And we were all in this like fucking tarpaulin, like, what do they call it? I don't know, like a fucking, like, not trellis. What's the, like, a little uh, tent oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. A, uh, yeah, like a, a thing. A thing. You were in a thing. <laughs> one of those. Yeah. And a a holding pen is like, like how I like to think of it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, this isn't okay. Like, I was just like, I'm. We're all melting, right? We were all just like trying to take a photo. We were all just like, we all look disgusting. Like it was, yeah. it, the, the weather that day was homophobic. <laughs> there was this port, there was this toilet that was air-conned there. Ah. So there was just this constant fight for like, oh, I think is she going to go for a wee? And like, didn't you go for a wee a minute ago? And we're all just basically fighting for this lineup to just go and sit in the toilet for like two minutes. See, and people think show business isn't glamorous anymore. You've also toured with Sophie Ellis-Bexter, right? Not yet. It got cancelled because of oh, fucking COVID. Oh, fuck. That's right. That's right. Because when I was in London, it was right before. It was, we were meant to, yeah, we were about to, we were a month off going off it. Um, and unfortunately, because of her um, solo tour, we're only doing a couple of dates with her now, which is really sad. But I'm glad we get to do a couple of dates because... The little fag that used to do a cane routine in the kitchen to murder on the dance floor is living. Like, <laughs> living. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And she's wonderful as well. We haven't done the tour yet, but the shoot day was incredible. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah. And it's nice to be getting back to some of the things. Like, life is becoming life again. It is. It's happening. It's happening. It's scary. Yeah, when Sing the Pink contacted about the, the festival dates, we could do because lots of stuff's been cancelled here rather than because it was like a festival tour um so yeah but when they were getting back to us like ah, ah like <laughs> happening like i don't know can i still do this stuff i don't know if i can still do this stuff anymore yeah oh uh, yeah i mean i i feel very lucky in the regard that my anxiety or like, like at least oh, well I, I feel i don't really have anxiety in it I have more depression. Oh, <laughs> um, so yeah, no. I'm like, just get me out of the house and get me out of my head, honey. Like, yeah. I just, I, I get that a lot of people are very anxious and very nervous, and I, you know, I'm young, I'm, I'm healthy. Get the fuck out in the world, like, like, oh my god, just get me in the middle of a pile of sweaty daddies. <laughs> oh, like, I just want to be at a club night spitting in people's faces no i'm joking um i'm not but uh <laughs> yeah exactly i'm so ready for it i'm yes but i get that a lot of people are quite anxious for it but i think like the second we can be in those spaces we just we do it and we hit it home we save those spaces and we enjoy our communities and our bad habits let me get back into my bad habits uh another song another song there that's good give me a week (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i can't wait what's that what's the situation like over in 
It's uh, like, well, I say America, but that's too broad. I'm sure it's different. Well, you know, I travel America. the land. I travel the land uh, day in, day out, checking you in do. with the locals all over the town, <laughs> all over, all over. Oh, the Midwest, especially. Uh, yeah, and then the Bible Belt. You get a parade every time. The main pool listeners are the Bible Belt. The coasts, not so much. Not so much. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's some kind of bias. But um, <laughs> I guess over here, at least in terms of LA. At restaurants are open to a degree. I mean, I haven't really left the house pretty much at all, except to go to the store. Not left the house. You're doing the full job, not even going to the restaurants. I have to say I have been to brunch. Well, I want to, and that'll come soon. But then again, my vaccination, the first one is tomorrow. So I, I, I was like, you know what? It's been this long. I'm just going to wait. I mean, yes, fair, true. Because how shit would it be to like, be three days away from getting the vaccine and was like well i was a little careless and then blammo i don't i mean i've had it twice what was the feeling when you realized you had it for the second time <laughs> i i don't know like this year was just such a shit tip i laughed i was just like are you fucking <laughs> kidding me like are you actually fucking kidding me and it was like just as we went into another like mild lockdown here so i was like well i'm not fucking missing anything like I don't know. I'm a terrible person being ill because it means you can't do anything. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a doing kind of person. Um, but I mean, it was fine. I, yeah. well, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm young. I obviously don't have any other health issues that I didn't know about before. Um, it, yeah, it wasn't fun, but it like lasted like three days. And then I felt fine. And then I was like pissed. I had to like, isolate for another week because i was like i feel fine a couple friends of mine some of my family and i talk about sometimes that i could have possibly had it when i was ill in london because i've never i literally oh my god i literally thought this i literally thought this because i was ill not that long after with my first round of it (laughs) And that would make sense. Sorry, my apologies. <laughs> I mean, it's not your fault. Like it's we think, not we don't fault. know. Look, we can't confirm we or deny. No, like, we no. didn't know. Nobody was saying anything. But like, I mean, but I, I don't remember us coughing. But I don't. I no, remember. I would. No, I remember no I you being very ill and me being very ill not that long after so because i remember there was a text thread where it was kind of like i'm not feeling so well and later i remember thinking well i was like well if i had it then then wouldn't margo have gotten it and wouldn't and i was like i remember people having a lot of colds and not feeling so well around the time that i was there well we just stopped you yes we didn't we didn't we were england boris was in charge so it was just like no it's not happening we were like oh okay I mean, it, it would make sense because I probably, if I had it, I would have gotten it probably at DragCon because of all the people. Did you hear that, everyone? RuPaul <laughs> gave the world COVID. <laughs> it was drag queens. <laughs> yeah, so we're breaking the news that's only been rumored now. It's We finally cracked it. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, that would make sense. Wouldn't it make sense? Because I'd never been that like that sick. And also the stomach stuff, like that was all very unusual. I'd not been that ill ever in my life. Uh, and that was shortly I, after. The first time. Yeah. <laughs> and that was very. The first time I was yeah. like, oh, whoa. Like I watched Moonstruck like four times in a day. <laughs> like I was like, I just need the power of share. Like it yeah. was Moonstruck. It was so weird. In that mood, Moonstruck was the only film I could imagine watching. I understand that. I understand that. I remember watching Outrageous Fortune 
during the tail end of that of my illness or whatever in London. And then I also watched a lot of old Letterman clips. But then I went on this whole journey of watching Cher and Bette Midler on Oprah and various uh, other shows. But a lot of Oprah. There was a lot of Oprah. A lot of that. I think they've been on a lot. They have they've been on a good few times. They have, yeah, they certainly um, have. Oh, I know, and a big Bet Medler binge. That was the thing. It was lots of Bet like her TV. Oh my god, yes, you did. Because then you told me to watch Big Business for the first time, and I was like, "The hell is this? This is amazing." <laughs> big Business is now one of my favorite films. Of like, I've watched it so many times this year. Oh, I love that. People, like, we need a good camp film. I'm like, okay, it's either nine to five. Or big business like that's all i'm watching yeah yeah someone says camp film and you're like yeah don't come to me with this unless it's gonna be big business thanks for playing the game if you think you've discovered a camp film like yeah. <laughs> i'll maybe give you a third of burlesque but i don't I, like anything else no. No. those two are yes honestly two of my favorite films of all time i'm glad you reminded me of that because that's right I, it was a real deep bet midler mm. dive yeah and I just got the Blu-ray of The Rose because I I watched that for the first time last year. And that's just one of the best movies ever made, isn't it? I remember my first boyfriend. The first moron I allowed to attach himself <laughs> to me. Um, he, he was obsessed with beaches. Oh, obsessed. Okay. Yeah. And I guess maybe I just didn't have quite the understanding of campery at that point. I loved it all until that scene where she was doing that weird stage show with the like short pink, uh, short red tutu. Right. And the like, right. It's really zany. And I was like, I've gone off the edge now. Now I'm not sure what's happening. This is a bridge too far. I can't. Yeah. I was like, I don't quite get, I should really, wa- I should rewatch that. But I remember he like was obsessed and they like laughed and cried and, yeah that can put you off a movie like that too because that's why i I try not to oversell a movie to people i just go like hey i think you'd like this or like check this out sometimes i just go check this out or just watch this i don't say anything more because you overdo it and you're gonna ruin it for the other person and also if he was a moron you know yeah i mean yeah yeah i complete moron (laughs) i'll say complete moron paul if you're listening you're a fucking moron sorry paul (laughs) But you've ruined beaches for some people, apparently. You've ruined beaches, and that was literally not your intent. Um, he nearly ruined Stevie Nicks for me as well. Ooh, whoa. I'm glad you got out of that when you did, because yeah, that... Yeah. Oof. yeah. His weird late-night obsessions with watching this one video of her doing Gypsy. I would wake up and be like... And he would be, like, hysterically crying, looking like he was, like, having a breakdown watching the same video an outtake from girl interrupted was happening while yeah yeah yeah. like and you've woken up like (laughs) and i was like i guess like 21 he was like 30 late 30s or something which was like totally chill but i was like i should be the mess here surely yeah exactly i'm gonna go with i should be the mess i'm gonna go with you on that Literally waking up like to this just and just a laptop screen in the dark on a face <laughs> will always be creepy, let alone if it's like solitary crying, fixated at the same video of Stevie Nicks. Singing gypsy. It was a lot. Singing yeah, no, gypsy. Was it a live video or was it the It was a live video? one? Okay. Yeah. It was that's, a live one. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's tough. 
I was like, what happened to you during this song? He'd never tell me. <laughs> <laughs> he said nothing. I was like, I think, I think something did. Yeah. And you should ask your family. And I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. By the way, if you get to 30, I don't mean to make anyone feel uh, worried about their own future. But if you get to 30 and you're still doing that cycle of that, maybe either go to therapy or something. Because the window closes of opportunity for like sorting some stuff out sometimes. Yeah. Or yeah. for hot 21 year olds to be in your bed. You do not want that window to close. No, no, do no. Do you want this? Do you want this window to close? <laughs> Honestly. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> but that will ruin something for you because you just, you hear that. I bet every time you hear the beginning of Gypsy, you're like, he. It's the note at the end. Oh, I don't know the live version in particular. Where she holds like a long it. hold. No, okay. And, yeah. and, and it was a live version that wasn't quite. I love, love you, Stevie, but you didn't look after your voice. <laughs> it was a can... unique performance, perhaps. Is this what you're it saying? Was, uh, yeah, and she does this sort of like belty thing. I quite, I, I do like the song Gypsy Now, but that live version, like it was that note that quite often woke me up. Oh, okay, yeah. So it was sort of, that note would come would be the thing that would come into my consciousness first. And then I'd be like, don't look at him. <sighs> like the scary <laughs> face is there. How easy would it be for you to go back to sleep after that? Oh, a lot of pot. Okay. Like that was like, okay, I'm going to go into the lounge and like leave you to this moment and, and then probably wake up on the sofa. <laughs> but while resting. Because might be like, are you okay? And I'd be like, the gypsy video. <laughs> that was all I could say to the flatmate. Yeah, and oh, she'd be and like, they, oh, they know. Okay. They, they, she yeah, knew. She, of she course knew. she knew. Yeah, of course she. She was like, "Oh, okay." I was like, <laughs> "How has nobody managed to talk this man out?" <laughs> I honestly, how did I even withstand that? You know, you look back and you're like, "I really should have been like, okay." light on like what the fuck is happening with you and stevie nicks and gypsy yeah yeah in hindsight hey well hindsight well it's also interesting to think that paul didn't uh notice that he woke you up and say oh well, oh wait hold on like maybe i'll get headphones then you start to think is this part of the act yeah are you wanting me to discover you in like fits of tears on random nights of our lives like just I, I, I yeah. just didn't get it. I was like, yeah, bless him. Bless him. Obviously, a lot of work to do. Yeah. He actually completely disappeared from my life and then called me. Oh, um, fun. Saying he'd completely fallen in love with me. <laughs> and that that's why he'd completely ran away. And I was like, cool. That seems like a normal reaction. Um, he was like, I'm just scared with spending too much time together. <laughs> I'm going to tell this story. And then he was like, um, I, just, I just felt like you were pressuring me too much and we were seeing too much of each other. And I was like, well, please stop coming to my house at 2 a.m. then. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to your house once a week on our assigned, well, not assigned, but like on the pre, like pre-planned day that I planned to come to On, on the agreed upon. Every other night of the week, you turn up at my house or ask to come to my house at 2 a.m. It's like, please feel free to not come to my house and wake <laughs> me up. Um, I was just letting you in because I'm nice. Yeah, but that kind of pressure, I could see how that kind of pressure from your side of things. 
yeah like oh oh i'm sorry yeah and then yeah. he said oh cool i'm gonna see you tomorrow then i'm gonna like come over and, and i was like i think we'll go for a walk because you've disappeared for two weeks so like let's chill um and he never turned up never turned up never turned up again never turned up never turned up again Wild. wow yeah and then i saw him in brixton once because i lived in brixton and i literally like did a and I saw him catch my eyes, and I saw him sprint. <laughs> well, I, like, I mean, at least it sounds like they're very together. That's a good, you know, they've got yeah. it sorted out. So the yeah. end of the story is a hopeful one, that yeah. uh, people can find their happiness. <laughs> yeah. I was literally with a girl that I was working a hair salon with, because that was before drag, and I was like, not doing very well as a dancer because it turns out if you're like a skinny non-binary icon the dance industry doesn't want you um so i was working in a hair salon <laughs> and um she was like are you not gonna go after him and i was like i think we're, i think we're done <laughs> yeah i think so we're good. i was like i think we're good they ran from me and i don't i'm happy they did so therefore yeah like i'm like they said they loved me and then they saw me and then they ran like I'm good. I'm 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 good with not finding out where our middle ground is. Yeah, like, I think I can draw my own conclusions. Thank you. I don't need to uh, investigate uh, anymore in that yeah, regard. Honestly, I mean, I just can't believe I put up with shit like that. But that was when I was like, you know, a gay boy, and it turned out I wasn't a gay boy, and that's why I wasn't confident. Well, there you go. You have to find your sort of true being, essence, right? Yeah. And so, identity. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like, just, like, one turn up at 2 a.m. and I'd be like, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm like, don't come to my space when I don't ask you to be here. <laughs> I mean, and, like, the rare time, maybe, maybe, if the person was really great and you had a great rapport, maybe that could work. But yes. then you add in a Stevie yes. Nicks crying fest. <laughs> Ooh, yes. on repeat yeah. not just one, one on time repeat, it's like yeah, one time yeah. it's like oh that moved you one time you're like go to the lounge you idiot yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh you're a like, bit you're a bit tipsy i understand yeah, you know like that kind yeah. of thing but when it's uh yeah repeated Tenth time same video <laughs> right well wow. working in a yeah yeah like we said it's good to vary things isn't it yes exactly stop expecting stevie nicks to put you in a crying well, it did work for him every time. So maybe sometimes, I don't know, maybe well, sometimes there, you do want your artist to do the same thing all the time. Well, true, old reliables. But then again, we have the digital archive of the internet to help us achieve uh, disruptive crying fits at two in the morning that we never explain. Yeah, that was the re- and that was the real point of me bringing up that story, was that people could realize the benefit of digital versus, you know, allowing your artist to continue. You can That's what it that. is. We're tying it all together here. That's right. Um, We're calling attention to it so you could do it in your conversations too. But that's the magic happening on the show. (laughs) Because we don't want to keep this magic for ourselves. We want to help you do the same thing. Exactly. Talk like you're on a podcast. (laughs) Always round off. (laughs) Also say, this has been a very fabulous uh, time. I've had a lovely time with you. And as always, and I'm so happy that we were able to tape a podcast and I look forward to doing another one. Finally, we finally did it. So proud of her. Well, it's so funny because when we were talking about doing it, part of me was like, "Oh God, it's been ages." And it's like, "Yeah, yeah, right," because the pandemic started. And do you yeah. remember? Because we were like, "Yeah, we'll do well, that. by pandemic happened in between the time that we known each other, and we didn't know each other for that long before. No, so. exactly. Yeah, but it was quite uh, a oh. 
Well, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, oh, oh yeah. So yeah. no wonder it took time, but it's been a joy to do it. I'm so glad we finally did. Me too. And it's been a joy knowing you and uh, as well. So I quite enjoy that. <laughs> you. <laughs> you too. Stop it. For more, head on over to patreon.com slash Craig and Friends, sign up and slide on in to the Thunderbuns of Hot Dog Club. 